Uh, right around the country, uh, the front man of one of our most loved Australian bands. The back catalogue is insane. The nostalgia, it's like, it's buying the album, it's seeing them live. I remember the, one of the first gigs I ever saw was them at the Big Day Out, and no, I wasn't wearing a sweat I've got, uh, the one and only... Cab Templey from Eskimo Joe joining me. I mean, so many hits. One of our favourites too. Hell yeah, it's so good. And we got new rock recently. And I tell you what, it stands up. What a banger. Cab Templey, welcome to Triple M's Homegrown. It's good to see you. Oh my God, thanks for having me. That was the best intro of all time. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to hang out when we're not like rushing at a backstage at a festival. You that's know? true. That's yes. where you normally see your friends, that's right? That's right, 100%. And how things been, man? You, you're doing the publicity thing again? Is this all, is this, you, you're putting your training wheels back on? Well, you, they've, they've finally, uh, you know, uh, knocked down the wall that divides <laughs> East and West and, yeah. and let us out of Western Australia. So that's pretty exciting. And of course, we've all been dying to get back to work, you yeah. know, because no one has been allowed allowed to actually play proper gigs or do tours yeah. for about two and a half years. And um, now now the, it's game on. So yeah, I'm just getting ready to release a solo record and I'm doing some regional touring around that. And then I'm going to do a big city run. And then of course, we're going to do the big uh, double album Eskimo Joe tour, which we've been planning to do for about a year and a half yeah, and it's dude. finally happening. Dude, I know. I've been announcing it and saying it's postponed and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But dude, I haven't seen you in ages and I want to ask you about this. So you played the AFL grand final, right? Yes. I caught up with the lads from Birds of Tokyo. They were in recently. And what I'm fascinated about and what uh, I think it's cool for you to like paint the picture of what it's like, not only playing the grand final, but what happens before. So this is, these are lads from Birds of Tokyo talking about playing at the AFL grand final. All right, we're on in 30 seconds. There's no stairs connected to the stage yet. This staircase comes flying out, clips into the stage. They go, 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 go. And they're yelling. And we literally got up there and we had like four counts come in. Dude. And we were on. How was your grand final experience, man? Uh, I guess kind of similar. You know, it, it smacks you in the face and then you just go for it. We've, we've been lucky in Eskimo Joy to have played some big shows over the years. Like we did, yeah. you know, some Make make Poverty History and Live 8 uh, was another one in 2008. And then another one called Sound Relief. Yeah. And they're all these huge, big, you know, broadcast, you know, SCG in front of 80,000 people kind of shows. And when I look back at the footage of those, I'm always, I look like a man hanging on by his fingernails. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I really just wanted to go on uh, with the grand final and just enjoy myself. I wanted to nail it, but I mm. wanted to actually enjoy the moment. Um, because you know, we just had a global pandemic and I felt that, uh, yeah. this might be the last time I ever get to play a gig. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I was, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, sphincter clenching going on <laughs> and then I walked on stage and just tried to have the best time I could have. But the funny thing is, is like I played and I, I had this thing where I was like, I want to run to the boundary line and, you know, do some high fives of people. So I ran, but because I was wearing in-ear monitors, you know, these like little yeah, things yeah. that go on your ears. And you've got a little pack that's, that, you know, they send a signal to. Yeah. There was like a, a blank spot halfway between uh, where the stage, where my little gold thing I was performing on and, mm. and the, the boundary line. So I'd run and then the music would cut out for a bit and then I'd get there and hope oh. that I could, I would just oh, be no. able to kind of do it. And yeah, I just yeah, had yeah. to kind of go, okay, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then as soon as I finished the gig, I then had to sprint. Uh, over to the center of the stage. Cause then we had this big, um, down under, you know, um, thing that we all sung on at the end. Dude, I've got audio of that. Not only if you doing this in excess cover mess. So good. I come from land down under. 
Colin Hay remotely, you, yes. John Butler, Baker Boy. Have a listen, man. Powerful, man. That must have been special too, you know? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And um, uh, another thing was I didn't realise that it was one of my life goals to be in a stadium singing to someone playing saxophone at me until I was in the stadium <laughs> playing with someone playing saxophone at me. And Erin uh, Royer, who was on sax, I actually just did a recording session with her the other day. We were yeah, just course. talking about saxophones before we went on air. And um, yeah, I, I met her when we did that. And yeah, she's since come and... Uh, played a track on the new solo record that I'm recording. Dude, that's exciting. When you were out there, Granny, well, when you said you were like running to the boundary, did you just get the urge and hope that there was like a, a Sharon like lining around so you can just like kind of like <laughs> just it? If you've ever seen me kick a football, then <laughs> that would have been the end of our career, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, well, man, it's the start of this too. We're loving the solo stuff you put out. Of course, Machines of Love and Grace, and you have teamed up with the one and only Katie Steele. So good, man. So great to hear her voice again. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, you know, she's she's had a journey since being in, uh, doing the little birdie thing. She went overseas for a while, mm. came back, and now she's working on uh, some solo stuff. And we were just both both in Perth, and uh, the solo record that I've done was literally all recorded, most of it in my little studio that I've got in Perth by necessity, because yeah. we couldn't go anywhere. And at a certain point in time, uh, I got really, really bored because I was just sitting in a room by myself for long periods of time. And what I, else are you doing, man? And I rang up Katie and was like, I was like, hey, dude, do you want to come over for a jam? And she did. And we wrote this great song. How good is it that like, uh, you know, songs, you know, and now it's a single. How magical is music that the fact that, you know, a random phone call can yeah. result in this. And Absolutely. now she's back as well, man. Yeah, like, I know. She's been gone for ages. Yep, yep. She'll be doing some good stuff soon. And her voice is sounding better than it's ever sounded. Oh, yeah. So yours, man. And tell us, man. I'm curious, how's your voice going to hold up? Eskimo Joe, this tour that you guys are doing, playing two albums back to back in its entirety. Who came up with this idea? I think we always planned on doing it a while ago. We had this plan to do this symphony orchestra tour, which we did, and that was beautiful. And then we were like, oh yeah, cool. Then let's go out and do a big Black Fingernails, Red Wine, a Song of the City tour. And then the pandemic happened and we were like, oh crap, all right, mm. well, let's do this. And then we'll, we'll, we'll plan it for a year in advance and surely everything will be fine by then. And sure enough... When we got there, it wasn't okay. So <laughs> so we, we pushed it back to October and now it's finally happening. And so as long as monkeypox doesn't take over, we're fine. <laughs> How rehearsals? Yeah. What was it uh, like playing these old songs again? Uh, look, I love it. Uh, you know, we put so much time and energy into every song okay. and how they were placed on the album. I mean, I, I think it's something that people don't think about as much anymore in this world of playlists. But yeah. for us, you know, every gap between the song and certain songs blend into each other, everything we just thought about so much. And so to be able to yeah. honor that in, in a live show is going to be great. And I think, you know, for fans of the band, they're, they're really important records too. Dude, you like you said, man, because I feel like it's one of these things now where people don't listen to albums in their entirety anymore. You know, you listen to a song, you'll change it. But like, you know, when you release those albums, people were listening to start to finish like I was too. So that's going to be quite an ex you know, experience as well. Yeah. I just, you know, there's some songs I don't think we've ever played live, but you know, when you, especially with, uh, I think a song's a city, especially when you Come. first start playing, uh, you know, as a band, yeah. you play every song on your record cause they're the only songs you have. And then, you know, obviously as you go on, you have hits and you have a greatest hit set. Uh, so, uh, I think we did play a lot of that album, but, and most of black fingernails, but there's definitely some songs we've never played live. Yeah. What's it like playing solo live? Uh, it's good. It's very different. Um, you, you know, a, you get a band, you do it, you go, you play uh, by yourself. Well, I, at, what I'm doing is I've got an acoustic guitar and a kick drum, and then I've got all of these visuals that I've edited, edited together and Sick, it, it forms this kind of surreal 
David Lynch kind of uh, backdrop. I love it. Um, and then I tell the stories behind the songs and the visuals kind of enhance that whole experience. I love that. I love like uh, going and watching a show and, you know, you might not necessarily know the story behind the song. And then when you hear it from the artist in like an intimate setting. Well, I think as, can... as well, like, you know, songs go on journeys. And uh, you, if you look at a, a, a song like Foreign Land, that's this huge, big Led Zeppelin banger, but it started off as this very sad, very intimate, um, kind of ballad, I guess, yeah. you know, we were in New York when Heath Ledger passed away. Yeah. And so I started writing this song about, you know, that kind of loss and the loneliness of dying alone in a foreign land. Cause he was from Perth, Western Australia where yeah, we're from. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, by the time we got home, the guys were like, okay, let's, let's write a big rock and roll song. And I was like, how about this? <laughs> yeah. um, and we just sped it up and it became that song. So, uh, in my solo shows, I get to play the, you know, the, the quieter, gentler version of it. How cool is it to have like a career where you get to do your solo stuff and the band stuff at the same time? Like, don't you think that's cool? Like I was chatting to Phil Jamison recently. He's just put out a solo record, mm. Chris Cheney living in, uh, of course, Kevin Mitchell. Like mm. it, it's so cool to be able to do that. Right. I think it adds to the rich tapestry of your musical back catalogue. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really lucky as well as, you know, people like um, Chris Cheney is where they have a band that really support this stuff and understand yeah. that it all feeds back into the, the story, you know? Yeah. I love how you guys, Eskimo, you guys just seem like real good mates. You know, I love how it's been you three from the start. Like, Well, that's that's the, the secret of, of yeah. longevity, I think, is actually liking each other. I mean, I think we always knew that it worked because as soon as we got into a room together, there was just a chemistry. And I think you feel that when we're on stage together, but it means that after all these years and after all of those moments where you just got the shits with each other, we still genuinely like each other. So, yeah. um, so we just have a great time hanging out and that's kind of part of the whole thing. It's kind of cool. I guess like, you know, you guys go and have like, you know, whatever you're doing individually and you get to meet up for this beautiful thing that you created when you were a kid, you know, like you yeah. started doing music when you were 16, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how, how cool is it to have that at an older age? It's pretty surreal. I mean, it, it's funny cause you know, we're doing this double album tour, um, and we are thinking maybe for the first time in a very long time of playing sweater. Dude, do it, man. Yeah, Why not? I think we're going to do it for the encore. And, uh, you know, that's a song like I wrote when I was 18 years old and yeah. now I'm not 18 anymore. <laughs> I won't tell you how old I am. You still look at it, yeah. bro. Look at that hair, man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so that, that's weird. You know, like these songs that you wrote when you're really young and you're playing them, you know, as a man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that's quite surreal. How cool is it to think you're going to have that forever? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, is, like, like you're going to have that until you die. You know, exactly. like you're going to have these songs that. Like a, yeah. like a tattoo that you got when you were 18 that <laughs> says F-U-C-K and you're like, except mine says sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it like, man, traveling around with your family and stuff as well? Like that, that, uh, that, must, that must be cool to be doing that as well. Uh, that's, that's great. We're like at the moment, uh, I'm on the road doing my solo stuff and my eldest child who's 16 now. Um, is on the road with us and only because she's old enough to sell merch now. So look uh, at you. We told her, we're like, would you want to come on holiday? She's like, yeah. And then we get there and be like, okay, so this is how you count the merch. And this, <laughs> this is, is how, how you count the cash. <laughs> yeah, they right. don't have the right money. You just yeah. say that you're short of five that's bucks. That's right. Yep. Uh, and talk to me, man, these, these solo shows that are happening like now, have you found that the show has evolved since the time you started playing it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm finally starting to get my head around what it means to be a solo artist. And it's my second album. Uh, the first time round. You know, I was just kind of figuring out who I was and now it just feels like I'm just doing what I do, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and I've managed to, some of the shows, uh, I've booked are more like theater shows where you literally kind of sit down. It's a theater setting. That's cool. And then it's like, then I can really kind of do what I want to do. The pub stuff I still love, but really I'm, I'm trying to kind of create, you know, an atmosphere. 
A lot of pressure on your banter on those uh, theater shows, man. It goes pretty dead quiet after Honestly, you finish the song, right? Honestly, that's my strong point is oh, that, good, I, good. that I can just tell. I, ask my children. They're just like, oh, <laughs> here he goes again. I love telling long-winded stories. And, uh, you know, when I'm by myself uh, as opposed to with the band, I have, you know, full license to go and tell very long-winded <laughs> stories. Cool. I have you here, man. Just, just before you go, I need you to clear something up. Uh, sure. I, I hear this, like working at Triple M, we have a lot of interaction with our callers. Uh, obviously, you know, they're a big part of it here. And so when we threw it out to the socials, we've got Cav here. There are a lot of things that we've already touched on already. But uh, I want to just go and play a little game with you now. Like We've got a lot of uh, misheard lyrics. Oh, fantastic. Okay, all right. So we're going to go with Elton John. Hold me close to Tiny Dancer. Tony Dancer. Tony Dancer, of yes. Of course. And yeah. then we've got, we've built this city by Starship. We built the city on sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. For example, sweet yep. dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? <laughs> we'll go a little closer to home. Berlin chair. You wait, I'll give all my eggs to you, but it's aches to yeah, you. Yeah, we, we actually did a cover of that for a, a Lockdown Under series, and that was the first time I realised he wasn't singing eggs. <laughs> yeah. I could, you know, all the eggs in one basket. It, it sense, made, right? made sense, yeah. And then we've got our cold chisel as well. Sheep wine and a three-legged gun. <laughs> you know what I haven't heard that one before. I like it, though. But there is yeah. one song, my friend, as you would probably know. Can we get you to clear this up for you? Yes. Right now, Black Fingernails, Red Wine, the chorus. I don't understand the point of fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I had this guy come up to me in a pub really seriously. He was like, I'm a graphic designer and I use my hands for work. Why don't you understand the point of fingers? And I was like, ah. <laughs> Nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Hey, Cap Templey, thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks Eskimo for having us, Cheers. It's incredible. Loving all these solo stuff too, man. And it's just great to see you in person, man. And thanks for the support. I really appreciate it.